What is up, everyone? OTB and 365 is back. Friday, May 20th, 2022. I'm Jeff from Jeff Knee Sports. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for joining in and subscribing and the comments and everything all week. It's been great. Uh, and we got a thanks to a couple of um, um, characters down south. Yeah, we've got a surprising amount of uh, content to cover this week. So, uh, you know, let's uh, without further ado, let's let's get to it. Uh, let's do the NBA playoffs. Uh, game two of Miami Heat versus Boston Celtics last night. Um, the Celtics showed up. They got their players back. Horford Smart come back. The Celtics whoop the Heat. There's no other way about it. They come out and, and just put their fo- foot on their neck in the first quarter, uh, blew, blew their doors off. It was actually a very, very, I'll say a disappointingly boring game. Um, I was looking so forward to this series. Both games have been lopsided. Uh, it, this series is tied 1-1, which is good you know, for later on. But as of right now, it, was, um, it, was a, it wasn't a tough watch if you're a Celtics fan. They played great. They just the Heat had no answer for him last night. Uh, Smart, you know, comes back for game two, almost a base, almost a fat triple double. He twenty four nine and twelve. That's as good as a that's as good as a triple double for me. They had no answer for him. They the Celtics, you know, the, they were dropping three pointers, so they spread the floor out. And when they when they spread the floor out, basically my notes were the Heat just don't have the defenders to match up. You know, man to man when they get that floor spread out. I know the Heat are a great team. You know, play great team defense and you know, all this, but when they get them spread out and the Celtics start, you know, making shots from the perimeter, the Heat can't. Just doesn't. They don't seem to have the manpower to cover. You know, you got Smart, you got Brown, um, you got uh, Grant Williams had another nineteen point game. You know, two for two from three point land, but he's he's when he's making shots, he's stretching the floor. It was um, it was an impressive victory, and it just I don't know what the Heat answer is if the Celtics are shooting good and Tatum is just having his way. I mean, Jimmy's Jimmy Butler's having a great playoffs and, and had a great game one, but Tatum is just, um, he's a, he's a tier above and they, they don't, they absolutely don't have an answer for him on, on either end of the floor. And then it, when the heat get down, they just, they, they, they are having a lot of trouble coming up with volume offense. They just, they just, cannot seem to figure out a way to get buckets when they really need them to stop these runs to that to catch up and when they got down last night by 10 I, I mean it was at one point in the first half i'm sure it was close it had to be over 20 points and um they you just don't see where they're going to come up with instant offense from you know it's hero he looks average you know when when he's out there against this this uh, Celtics team, Celtics team is impressive. Uh, you know, one of them on Twitter, like somebody said, you know, in December, January, we we're talking about the Celtics uh, play-in team, and now they're they they are clearly, in my opinion, the best team. Um, you know, in the NBA, and they're 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 getting everybody back now. Robert Woods, you know, he played a good game last night when he's in there. He's a monster. Um, I haven't got to watch him a lot this year, and he's been out the playoffs. But wow, what a difference maker! If he's in in any of the in that. Milwaukee Bucks series, they might sweep the Bucks. Uh, what a what an impressive player he was. So that was that was cool. So anyway, that's where we're at. Series is tied one one. Uh, let's let's hope for some better games. You know, coming up, we've got uh, we got the Mavericks and Golden State playing. You know, game two tonight, Friday night. Uh, wherever, whenever you're listening, to this it was Friday night. They're playing, and uh, let's let's hope let's hope just to get a a, a fun game. Uh, the first three of the conference finals have been great. So we're gonna jump down. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump down to uh, the NHL real quick. My NHL update update. 
Uh, Blues beat the Avalanche. Series tied 1-1. Avalanche really shocked me. You know, I told you the other day, you know, I made you a lot of promises. I said the Avalanche had some good players. I don't know what happened last night, and I honestly don't know what happened, but that series is tied 1-1. Let's just assume it's going to Game 7, which is awesome. I know a lot of Blues fans. I'm sure they're really excited. There's my take of the day. Blues fans. St. Louis Blues fans are really excited today. That's that's my that's my hot hockey take. Uh, Lightning Panthers. Uh, Lightning have a 2-0 lead. Looks like they're headed back to the Eastern Conference Finals. I do not think that one's going to Game 7. Started the PGA Championship yesterday. Uh, Roy McIlroy is leading. Uh, he's 5-under leading after, after the first round. No surprises there. Uh, it, it was it's hot and tough in Tulsa, Oklahoma, for this one. It's a it's a it's a good P, it's a good place for a PGA Championship, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch over the weekend. Uh, Tiger's a plus four, 99th. Uh, you know he's at the guys out there playing. I told you I told you on the show yesterday. I, I'm happy about that. I'm, I'm sure he'll have some he'll have some flashes of brilliance, and we'll, we'll get a good shot of it. But he's obviously not going to affect the leaderboard. So uh, you know, go Tiger. Uh, good luck, buddy. And uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I'll have, I'm sure I have a ton to say on Monday's show about the PGA Championship. But, you know, after round one, you can't get a lot. Except for John Daly out there looking like looking like um, Beach Santa uh, leading the tournament early in the morning. That was all over Twitter, if anybody saw. So good for John Daly, one of the true all-time characters in sports history. So here we go. Let's do this. Uh, I'm a college football guy. I do a lot of college football content in the fall. You know, I do a Buckeyes um uh, podcast i'm on with jay stevens all the time on locked on buckeyes like i i college football is my is my true passion it's what i love it's what i the sport i probably enjoy the most uh i definitely apparently don't enjoy changing my graphics if you're watching so uh anyway so we got something going on and it's it's the middle of may in college football recruiting season is over spring games are over we're, we're you know college every college the students it's we're out for the year so nothing should be going on should be a quiet time should be a time for you know just you know some of these coaches you know getting their pool parties in spend some time with their family before summer workouts kick in but no um (laughs) these two guys in this these two guys down in the sec country are 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 at it they are they are they are tuned tuned up this week so yesterday we talked about Nick Saban. He came out and said that Texas A&M bought their recruiting class and that it's it's whatever. It's basically they did it the wrong way. Alabama does ever you know they they do it the right way and just really went after Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M for the the NIL stuff and the way they the way they gathered talent um, you know over at, at Texas A&M and. You know, essentially, just literally, not essentially. He came out and said they bought a team. Okay, first of all, let's get let's clear something up. Texas A and M, the school, the team does not pay these players. Now, am I saying that someone is paying these players? Yeah, they they have sponsors and it's boosters and all that. And again, it's legal, so nothing illegal as of now. We we assume they're they're paying the players. Players went there. They they've got nil deals. So. That that that's what's going on at Texas A and M. Like, there's no sugarcoating that. It's going on at Alabama too. Let's let's say that, you know, Saban also said yesterday. Well, our guys made three million dollars the right way. That so that was basically saying, go ahead and come to Alabama. We'll figure it out. I, I mean, I know what Saban's up to, but Jimbo was not having it. <laughs> so Jimbo Fisher comes out yesterday. We knew this was going to happen. He goes because Jimbo's a fiery guy anyway. And he's a head football coach of a national title contender. And he is not about 
to take this line down from Nick Saban and be pushed around by Nick Saban. So he comes out yesterday and woof, lights the college football world on fire. He doesn't only say that Saban, you know, had no, you know, he was mad that Saban was going after his players. He said time and time again, like you're attacking 17 year olds. This, this grown man is attacking 17 year olds and he's coming down on 17 year olds and all of this thing. And then he starts getting real personal. So not only does he dispute Saban's claims of basically cheating, uh, you know, Jimbo clearly says, oh, we, we do everything the right way. We always have Then anytime these college coaches get into the right way stuff. I'm like, okay, so it's, yeah, well, what you mean is you played by the system that's as crooked as, you know, as crooked as can be. So, yes, you did it. You did it the same way. Let's say we well, there's no right way. Jimbo says, ah, we, we, we did it the same way we've always done it. Like, we're not, we're fine. But then he gets personal. And then he says, uh, basically, you know, Nick Saban's trying to play God or czar of college football. He brought up the word like playing God. And then he brings they call it straight up calls Saban a narcissist, which I don't know how you could be a big time college football coach and not be a narcissist. Whatever. Apparently, that's a you know a huge insult. He calls him a narcissist. It just encourages people to go look into his past, essentially accusing Saban of cheating. Um, you know, he he does that. I mean, just 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 all in. It's it's really great. Go look at the clip. It's about two and a half minutes of Jimbo just just ripping Saban up one side and down the other. It's it's really impressive stuff. And it, what's great about it for a content creator, I don't even care who wins or loses this argument, to have college football talk in the middle of May, I'm in. Like these these two these two clowns can go at it for for weeks. I hope they go at it all summer. I have another coach up. So I think it's, I hope it's a, a WWE Royal Rumble with these guys, because what they're really talking about is they're 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 all agitated and they're upset because these guys that had all the power, made all the money, had all the, like you talk about Saban. He not only is he the highest paid employee in Alabama, but he also has all the car, the insurance sponsors, the car dealerships, all this. So he like these coaches had all the money and all the control over their free labor. Well, now that uh, the other players are getting some back, and now that they have to figure out how to work this new system, they're a little edgy and a little upset. So what we're really talking about is all these coaches and school administrators and, and um, just everybody, is they're, what they're really upset is about losing control. That, that's, that's, that's why everybody's upset. Is they're upset about losing control. Like, God forbid, after 150 years of the system, you know, leaning one direction that, you know, that the actual players, that the actual players get anything back, any control, any say whatsoever. You know, we automatically, hey, ah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to transfer to another school. You shouldn't be able to make money, blah, blah, blah. Then we're going to argue about how you make the money. Not like it's what these coaches really should say is it's none of my business. I don't pay the kids. The school doesn't pay the kids. What the spot, the, the, the contracts and these NILs between the student and the sponsors. Um, if the coach decides to get involved, that's his fault. He doesn't even have to. They 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 can just completely ignore it, and and just coach their coach or coach their team. So that's the thing. Why do they care so much? There's, they shouldn't even be involved in this. Stay out of it. Let the agents, let the business people worry about all this, and you coach the players. Because you know, I, that's what I don't get. If, if, why is Saban so upset about this? You know, A and M get the top recruiting class. If he's the better coach, coach your kids. You're going to beat them. That's all you should care about. Well, all of a sudden, so is Saban admitting that? Um, I don't know. Maybe having the best players every year in the country helps win. Is that what Saban's really telling us? Um, I'm sure I'm, that's a that's a new thought. Uh, Nick Saban, 
thinks that having better players is going to help you win, or he wouldn't be nervous. So, what's what's wrong, Nick? Uh, can't can't get your can't coach your team up. You you you're a little nervous. Is that what's going on? A little nervous down there, Alabama. You shouldn't be. I mean, you're the best coach in the history of college football, and you got a great team coming back. What do you what do you care what Jimbo's doing? But you do. That's what we need to dig into. Why do these coaches care so much? That's what I'm going to leave you with today. Why in the hell do these coaches care so much about what the other coaches are doing? If then they're going to tell us all through the season, like, ah, we're just one game at a time. We're just worried about the next game. We're just worried about Saturday. I'm focused on the team ahead of us, blah, blah, blah. But, man, you, you obviously are focused on other things. You obviously have your ear um, to the tracks, um, keeping up with the Joneses. So that's what I'm going to leave you with. Why in the hell do college football coaches care so much about what each, other's do- what each other is doing? All right, man. I appreciate it, everybody. That's uh, OTBN365 for today. Be sure to check out all the content creators over there at Off the Ball Network. We're having a lot of fun right now. Got a lot of things going on. Um, come check us out. We appreciate it. I'm Jeff Hunt from Jeff Needs Sports at, at jhunt006 on Twitter. Get at me. We appreciate it. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. And that's it. We're out.